0: All right, man. So uh, growing up, originally from New Orleans, um, around, you know, one to five, you know, I experienced a lot as a young kid. Um, New Orleans is a very different um, place. It's a place like no other. Kind of seems like its own country in the way, uh, the way people are, the way that people do things, uh, but something that I realized at a young age was that. You know, the sense of community that you get from being down there. Um, The relationships you're able to have with friends, neighbors, whoever it may be. I was young enough to where, you know, I didn't really get to experience too much down there. But I got the concept of, you know, family or community. Um, So around, you know, 2004, 2005, you know, we all know about Hurricane Katrina. Uh, As a young kid, I'm not really knowing what to expect, Um, just at the house chilling. And I remember just watching the news with my mom and my family, uh, really trying to understand what's going on. Uh, It was this sense of panic, but it was also this sense of uh, peace because uh, the way that my mom always controlled things, um, good or bad, happy or sad, she always made her kids feel okay in the moment. So me not really knowing knowing much as a young kid, I was just pretty much there going with the flow. Um, but I did understand that it was kind of a big deal. So I say like two two or three days before Katrina hit, we gathering up family, um really trying to figure out what we're gonna do, not really knowing what to expect. um we go to my cousin's house, we go and pack up, they come to our house, we pack up and we just go. Uh, We left a lot behind, Um, baby pictures, clothes, even pets we just gave to our next door neighbor who made a decision that he was gonna stay throughout the storm. Um, It was a real controversial topic. A lot of people wanted to stay. A lot of people wanted to go. Um, At the end of the day, we did not expect um, what happened to us so we ended up, you know, riding to New Orleans. Uh, I mean we all was packed into about maybe two or three cars, maybe even four. Uh I rode on my big sister's laps. Um, eight hour ride, um, very uncomfortable. Um, once again, just not knowing what to expect, uh, but seeing the, the leadership of, you know, all the family members in my house and whatnot. Um, you know, we was able to have that sense of peace as a little kid kind of felt like a vacation in a way. So we get to Dallas, um, we in the hotels, and you know, we just waiting it out. We watch the news and we seeing everything that happened and it just, it looks terrible. Uh, And I remember uh, just seeing my family, uh, just the look in their faces as if we can't go back. Um, I didn't fully comprehend what was happening once again, I said, it just felt like vacation to me, um, but just noticing that there was a change uh, that was happening right in the midst of us, something that I would never, you know, would have thought that, you know, I would have gone through it as a young kid, um, but it was time to move on to a new life. Um, and I say that time was, was a very tough time. Getting to Dallas, my mom having to find a new job, new car, Uh, Me and my sisters having to find new schools, my oldest sister having to leave behind all her middle school friends, and you already know how it is, like being a a teenager and and building that bond with people that you love, and then just having to say goodbye out of nowhere, just, you know, I know it was a weird situation for her, Um, but we ended up, I guess, just moving from apartment to apartment, settling in, um, but having to move out, whatever the case may be, we were just always moving, probably lived to, probably lived in about five or six different apartments before uh, we landed our first home uh, down in Richardson, uh, Texas. And, you know, that was a big moment for me and my family. And, and to this day, you know, I love that home because it just, I'm just so grateful to to say that we finally settled in. Um, but I share all this to to, to say that that experience allowed me to adjust to whatever situations come in my life. Not knowing what's going to happen, you could rest your head tonight and you could wake up and have to move to a whole different state, have to leave behind family, friends, uh, school, you know, all type of materialistic things that you may have. Um, you might have to leave them behind. So that's that situation, um, just having to move to a whole new area, kind of uh, paved the way for whatever was to happen to me uh, the rest of my life. Um, I feel like I was able to deal with every situation that has came my way because having to endure something like that as a young kid, you know, you really have no other choice but to adjust. Um, so I learned a lot from Hurricane Katrina. I was able to grow and Uh, I still kind of have that same mindset of that anything could be gone in a second. Uh, So just cherish what you have.
1: Welcome back. Uh, this is the second pod or second episode of the Road Podcast. Uh, my name is Perry Tong. I'm joined by my friend Karin Sarai.
2: What's up, everybody?
1: And that was Anthony County uh, sharing his story about how he, uh, how his family was affected by Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. and how it allowed him to grow and. Who he was as a person, but also how God used that situation to bring him to Lawrence, Kansas, um, where we are recording at this afternoon. Um, Anthony, bro, I appreciate you sharing all that, man. That's what's up.
0: Of course. Glad to be here. What's up? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Dude, yeah, that's that's something deep to uh, to start off with. And, uh, you know, knowing you for what, like three years, Mm -hmm. four years now. Uh, I never knew that about you so uh, that you that you had to flee from Hurricane Katrina that that's uh, that's deep uh, you know we hear the stories Hurricane Ida's going through there right now tearing it up uh, and I I know it's just it's just something like growing up here in Kansas like I don't I don't think to consider like uh, there's a hurricane that's gonna destroy us like we got tornadoes, but even then I, I never had to experience a tornado um, but I like you sharing that because, I think everyone in, in, their, in their life, uh, in their road, uh, in following God, uh, they have key moments. And, you know, these key moments can happen even before you start following God. And yeah. I think Hurricane Katrina was a key moment for you. Um, how has that moment defined your relationship
0: with God now? Um, it reminds me of uh, Romans eight twenty eight It said, all things um, happen for the good of those who love Christ. And when I think about it, you know, that scripture is not just talking about all good things. It's talking about good things, bad things, sad things, um, whatever the case may be, small things, big things, everything plays a part in Christ just perfecting who you are as a person, perfecting your faith. Um, so I say that moment defined me because it allowed me to just have a gratitude for the things that I have and be fortunate enough to just look around and see all the family that I still have in the midst of what happened. Um, So it just definitely always bring me back to like, you know, God brought me out of that. It kind of is like, you know, if the Israelites, every time they look back and really realize what God brought them from, it kind of humbled them to keep going through the desert, you know what I mean? So that's how it's helped mold me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, Dude, like, so you, you you stay positive in every situation, Absolutely. because of that. And uh, it's good that you bring up the Israelites, because I think, you know, reading through the Old Testament, every time they do something, uh, they set up they set up rocks, and you know we think nowadays like, oh, they're setting up rocks, that's cool. But uh, that was actually their their standing stone memorial to what they did and uh, you know time and time again they would forget they wouldn't they wouldn't think to those rocks and remember okay what actually happened but it's cool that you remember the rocks that you stood up in your life
1: amen man so for those of you guys who maybe don't know Anthony um, or even don't know Karin or myself we're all uh, well I'm a student at KU I'm a senior I'm planning on graduating this fall Uh, Karin is a graduate of the Kansas University and Anthony is um, kind of a jack of all trades. He is a master of everything, more or less. Uh, he he helps with our worship at church on Sundays. He, um, you know, has a has a booming YouTube channel, uh, and he's also a member of our church and our campus ministry here at the University of Kansas, Simple Truth. Um, and so, Anthony, you kind of mentioned earlier, bro, like, I think you're in a unique situation even now in your own life being here and maybe not even necessarily being enrolled in school, but being able to find different ways to contribute to not only the church, but the campus ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested, bro. What What is like the attitude that you have in terms of not being necessarily like a conventional student, but also being somebody who contributes directly to the campus ministry, and in a way that is just so
0: obvious? I feel like um the attitude that I always just remind myself is that, you know, God didn't bring me to Kansas just to get an education. You know, he brought me to Kansas to, to get closer to him. Um, I understand that everybody's story is different, and I love the fact that, like, I'm not a student at the moment. I'm able to um, to be able to help and, and learn and grow in many different ways, because it just shows the next person that comes from my situation that you don't have to have uh, just your 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 cliche go to college, do this, go do that to have an impact in this world. Um, I look at my story as an underdog story, a story that when people hear, they could say, well, I can do it. You know, I kind of think about like I love to watch a lot of um, inspirational movies. Uh, motivational movies and one thing that i understand from those movies is that if it wasn't for the hardship, if it wasn't for the uniqueness, if it wasn't for the abnormal situations, those movies wouldn't be the ones that you go to see. You know what i'm saying? Nobody want to go watch a movie when everybody is given everything in the perfect way. So that's how i think about it for myself.
1: Okay, so what kind of what what movie are
0: you? I am definitely a <laughs> I would call it a, any type of underdog movie, you okay. know what I mean? My favorite movie of all time is Hurricane Season. Y'all should check that out. It's actually about, like, Hurricane Katrina in the high school there. Um, That with all the odds, you know, they found a way to win a state championship because they decided to stay and endure and build on what they had. So it's safe to say you're a Saints fan? Absolutely, Saints fan. <laughs> Never changed up, even though I moved to Dallas. What know? up, AK? Yes, sir, AK-41. But I do mess with Joe Burrow. Y'all. I like the Bengals too, y'all. <laughs> Joe Burrow, that's my guy. And, and Tyron Matthew. He's a New Orleans native. He's probably my favorite football player ever. But yeah. That. I can get down with Tyron Matthew. Chiefs,
2: yeah. <laughs> Chiefs. Yeah. He's on KC. Yeah. Um, cool, man. So, you know, we, we, we've been talking a little bit about how you're, how you're able to remain positive in every situation. Uh, and, you know, I love your positive energy. You know, I think it helps bring uh, the best out of uh, other people that aren't having positive energy in a certain a certain day, or just are always, you know, negative. Sometimes people are like that. Well, um, you know, do you, do you ever feel like, uh, and we're gonna get personal here. Do you yeah. ever feel like people don't vibe with your energy? And if so, how do you how do you look past that to still still bring that out of yourself?
0: Um, sometimes I do feel like. Um When I meet new people, like just coming to Kansas, it's a little bit different from like being down south in Dallas or whatever. Um, And sometimes when I meet people and I talk to them, they feel like they have to speak a certain way to me uh, because I am a black person. I don't know if like they feel like they got to act cool around me or, you know, something like that. Uh, So sometimes it be a little bit weird, um, but I never think to myself that I have to like change up to like, I guess, fit the vibe or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just continue to be myself. I'm actually just really grateful. I like kind of being, uh, I don't know, like very unique. Like I know that I don't really act or look like anybody um, around me. So I kind of just take that to my advantage and, uh, you know, just enjoy who I am and how God created me to be. So I just try to stay the same no matter whatever the conversation is. But I do sometimes feel that uh, uncomfortable, you know, you know, sense of like, oh, you got to act like this way. You got to act a certain way because, you know, he's black. He understand. You got to act cultured, you know, so it'd yeah. be weird sometimes, but it's all right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, dude. I, you know, I, I could relate, you know, uh, I think, but that's, what's so ama- amazing about the church and, and the kingdom of God is like, you know, where else are you going to go and have, uh, three guys sitting in a booth that are all diverse and have yeah. have uh, different stories and, and come from different places and, and stuff like that. So uh, I know it, I know at least personally for me, I felt like walking in, like, dang, I had to set a part of my culture aside um, to be a part of the church. But uh, at the same time, I, I could still share and be who I am. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of on me at that point, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of on you too. Like, hey, like either I'm going to hold back uh, and kind of like be this cookie cutter um, person that every person that goes to church could 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 end up being potentially yeah. uh, or I could just bring out the uniqueness that is myself and that adds so much more rich color um, richness to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. that's what God wants from us too I think so it's cool that you do that.
1: I think this is I think it's kind of an interesting idea because you mentioned when you were um, sharing your story that there was a familial vibe, in New Orleans. And when you're in that environment, it can kind of, it it can just breed something within you, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think as people, you know, we, whatever environment we're in, we become a product of that environment Mm -hmm. to a certain extent. I think someone I'm interested in is asking, in what way do you feel like being in Lawrence and being a part of the culture here, whether that's at the university or even with the ministry, how has that, created a different Anthony
0: um I'll definitely uh I guess like moving out to Lawrence I've met so many different people um but one thing that I always love about being in Lawrence um is that it's this sense of chillness I don't know like I feel like in Dallas or if you go to like certain states I haven't been to LA but I hear like when you go to LA people are just trying to one up on each other. They got to show that they have the best gear or they have the best personality or they got to look the best. Out here, I feel like the way I could describe Lawrence is like, just neutral. Like, you know, it's just like, nobody really trying to outdo each other. Everybody here for the same, for the same reasons, for same reasonings almost. Um, and Every time I tell like my friends and family back home, the reason I like coming back to Lawrence is because I feel like it's a place where you can focus Um, And even like being within the ministry, uh, this was my first time experiencing like that church community. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody has flaws. No man is without sin. Everybody wrestled with something. And it's so many different traditions and backgrounds that it's like being yourself is actually cool because it's not that many people uh, that you can relate to. It's not all white. It's not all black. It's not all, you know what I'm saying? So everybody is unique in their own sense. And it kind of makes it cool to, you know, to just embrace that. So I feel like for me, um, even getting to know God more, it allowed me to have more confidence in myself and who he created me to be. Sure.
1: Uh, I think, so I love your answer, bro. And I appreciate you sharing it. Um, You know, what you were kind of sharing towards the end there was that at the, within the church, there's this, you know, that it, there's this environment that people of all cultures and backgrounds and traditions have, you know, they can come and be a part of this thing that's bigger, you know, that, that unifies people. Um, I'm interested to know in what way has the church called you, or not even the church, because I think that that's, that's a term that we can use to more or less talk about, Your walk with God Mm -hmm. or your your walk along the road with God, but I think it kind of leaves things to um, mystery. But more or less, I think a better question would be, how has your walk with God called you to maybe leave behind certain traditions or certain ways of life that you engaged in before?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um...
1: And maybe it's just like in a way where like we're a podcast that We want to lift up God's people and we want to do so in a way where it allows other people to see the examples that are on our podcast so that they can feel like they might not be the only one feeling a certain way or they're not that their situation isn't just unique to them. Not to say that God won't work in a unique way with them, but that they're not alone in their things. So
0: maybe through that lens. Yeah, I feel what you're saying. And I think the biggest thing that allowed me to kind of grow in that aspect was knowing that it was okay to be different. Like Jesus was different. Jesus was quote unquote weird. You know what I mean? Everybody that followed Jesus or followed God was looked at in a weird way. Like you have to embrace that. It's okay to be yourself and to notice how no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, God could use you in a very special way that you never thought that you could be used in. So that has definitely helped me. I knew like after joining the church, when I go home, I don't have to cuss to fit in. I don't have to listen to certain music to fit in. I don't got to drink. I don't got to go out and party to fit in. I'm completely content in who God created me to be because I understand that walking with Christ means that you're going to be different. You know what I'm saying? So that was the biggest thing for me.
2: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's what Jesus was all about. Right. At the end of the day, you said it like he was he was different for his time. And we look at him now and we're like, oh, like not, not that many people realize he was really different, really radical uh, in his culture. Um, cool. So, you know, another thing you do uh, is you you uh, you bring your energy to the worship team. Uh, and, dude, I love you on the drums. I, we didn't have like a really solid like drummer for the longest time and then you came along and, and you bring that uh, aspect to worship and it's is changing now we got piano we got everything going on in the worship team so so what drew you to the worship team first?
0: Um, so I've always loved drums ever since I was a young kid my mom would tell you I was beating on pots and pans. Almost one of my other like another movie that I love is drumline with Nick Cannon. I would literally watch that movie over and over again. Strap up my snare drum, marching around in the carpet, just making all type of noise. So I always had the desire to play drums, but when I moved uh to Texas, I literally did not own a drum set until my senior year in high school, but I've always like just practiced air drumming, just beating on different things. Just really waiting for my opportunity to like play. <laughs> like one thing about me is I really like to I'm, I love to perform in front of people. Um, I say, like, I'm afraid of different things. I got my fears, like heights and things like that. But when it comes to performance base, you know, I think God really used me in that aspect. I really like to perform in front of people no matter what it is. Um, so when I finally got the opportunity, it was just like, a. I need to do this. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I used to play a little bit... Um, in dallas but they had their primary drummer and i was always the youngest so i wasn't gonna ever take his spot you feel me so Mm -hmm. i just seen the opportunity open up and i was like it's another way to serve we all could serve in many different ways we all got many different talents so i was really excited it was no hesitation i believe i was up there on the worship team like as soon as i you know became a part of the church like i was up there pretty quick so i was really excited
2: yeah yeah and there wasn't anyone to really compete against for that role. It wasn't like drum line. we had to fight back for his role um so yeah that it's cool and it's cool you do that. How does that enhance your relationship with God?
0: um one of my favorite things to do is worship. I really feel like I get the closest to God like when I worship um and for him to be able to use me you know, in that way, I, it's really evident because a lot of people come up to me after the church, they say, you know, great job on the drums. I never really could fully understand it, but I just think that just God just using me. Um, and I know that he's making an impact. Uh, he's using me to make an impact just by how many compliments I get from that. So it always just gives me more confidence that, like, you know, God is with me no matter what I'm doing, because I don't really think of myself as like a really a really good drummer, but um, just him being able to use me, it, it kind of builds that faith that, you know, no matter what I'm doing, you know, God is with me and he'll maximize, you know, all my talents and potentials as long as I do it for him. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, that's really insightful. And who knows, man, maybe one day we go to International Campus Ministry Conference, you're going to be up there on those drums. Yeah, yeah. that'd be dope, for sure. Ooh. Cool. One more thing I wanted to ask about uh, it was something that I wasn't, I wasn't actually here for. I was up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we were talking earlier about key moments and, you know, how they uh, change us in many different ways, how they change our relationship with God. Um, when you broke your leg, I, w- I wasn't here for it. I only heard about it. I, I remember, I think I, I FaceTimed Connor and he was like, yeah, Aunt broke his leg. And I was like, wait, what? Uh, and then you know I saw the I saw like the the fundraisers uh, being up uh, up there for to, to get your surgery. How how was it? How were you able to stay positive in that situation? Uh, what was it like going through
1: it? More or less. How before that? How did you break your leg?
0: So yeah. I broke my leg playing flag football with the ministry. Trying um, to trying to intercept me. Trying to intercept. And you know, <laughs> y'all know the crazy thing is, uh, before the play started. When Perry said hike, I said, it's a slant, it's a slant. Rain ran a slant, so I was on that, and then he threw it, and I, I tried to get there, you know, make a play on the ball, and I came down and broke my leg, fibula and tibia. It was pretty bad. It was like, y'all know about Kevin Ware. My stuff was just not piercing through my skin. How long ago was that? That was in October, this past October. So it's almost been a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been crazy. Um But what was your question one more time? How is that? Yeah.
2: How were you able to stay positive in that situation? Like, what was it like going through that?
0: Got you. So Perry, you was there when I broke my leg. Um, As soon as it happened, I kind of locked in. Well, I wasn't really panicking. It was weird. I just felt this sense of it's just another test. You know what I mean? Um, But As soon as I went down, just the amount of help, like, y'all, Perry, Perry the one that kind of realigned it so it wasn't dangling. Um, And just seeing how everybody around me just gathered around me, everybody was praying. I mean, Gabriel, one of my dogs, he came over. He just immediately started praying for me. Just seeing how quick and fast everybody did their part to help me feel comfortable. In that moment, I knew that I was going to be able to get through it because I knew I wasn't alone at that point. So once that happened, um you know my mom, she was really scared. I was just like, "Mom, relax. I got a great family out here. And once again, I've been through difficult situations time after time again. I just knew it was going to be uh it's going to take a time to get back um to to normal. But overall, I feel like I had a pretty um confident mindset. I did struggle uh, with just, you know, not being able to, to do everything on my own strength, it allowed me to kind of get rid of, uh, that pride that was in my heart that, you know, I felt like I had to do everything or, you know, people say, I'm, I want to bring you a meal, you know, stops. Like I had to stop telling myself, Oh, like you don't need to bring me a meal. Like I don't need no handouts or nothing. I, I'm good. And just accepted that, you know, God put people in your life Uh, For a reason, and this is a family, so that was a key thing for me. Cause when that happened, I really realized how such like it's such a blessing to be a part of a church that truly follows God, because everybody is looking out for the next man. And when when you got that mindset, no man is left out. So I was pretty confident in that. uh, A big part of that was because you know the family, you know the church. So yeah.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, I. Like I said, I wasn't there for it, but like I think it it was encouraging even for me on social media just to see like how many people were posting stuff like hey, like uh, let's raise some money for, ant surgery and stuff like that. I was like man, like man, people out here really, really are would really do care.
0: Yeah, man. I want to shout out the Zigglers real quick because Lori and Marlon, like they really just took me in. They took care of my every knee and even uh their son Josh, A.K.A. Jay Z. That was that was my dog the whole time. He was waking up middle of the night to make sure I could get to the bathroom. He was bringing me snacks, all type of stuff. And me and Lori were just sitting on the couch watching movies, whatever, you, you know. And Marlon making some good food and whatever I needed, bro, like they came through for me. And that was just a great time. So I actually was enjoying that part of just recovering because I finally got to relax. I didn't have to worry about going to work. I didn't have to worry about, you know, a, a lot of things, so. I really appreciate them
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and the for these guys who don't know the Zigglers are a family out here at the Lawrence Church so um, they're very giving uh, very sacrificial and you know it's just helping out Anthony is probably one of the smaller things that they have done in serving people yeah, absolutely um, bro I we're kind of closing closing up here but Something that I wanted to ask you, um, we're the Road Podcast. And, you know, as you walk along the road, you, you're changed by it, you grow in it, but it also takes you places, right? And so when you think about the road that God has you on right now, where do you think he's taking you? Um, it's kind of a vague question. Yeah. It could be a location, it yeah. could be a different a different uh, place in your heart, maybe he's challenging you in different ways. Yeah. I'm just interested to see what you think. Yeah, um,
0: I think about that a lot, and I do have a confident hope that, you know, God is going to take me somewhere um, where I could be impactful, but not only that, somewhere where I will really enjoy what I'm doing for God. And um, like I've already stated before, like, I do YouTube, and, you know, that's one of my, I guess, biggest priorities right now. uh, It's just to be able to impact the youth um, and continue to, to, you know, to build those layers to my story. Um, So I just think he's going to put me in a position to where I can inspire young men like myself, uh, black men who feel like, you know, they have to do it all on their own, men that didn't grow up with homes that have fathers in them. And You know, I just think he's going to put me in a place where I can impact the youth. So I'm excited. I don't know what that will look like. I'm not too worried what that will look like because I know that it'll be something that I probably couldn't even imagine myself doing. Um, But I definitely think he's going to use me to to impact the youth, for sure. That's what's up, man. Um, It reminds me, it kind of reminds me of
1: a scripture in Job, Uh, just kind of how you're talking about how you you have this faith that God is is preparing you for this next chapter of your life, wherever it is, whatever it is, I, it makes me think and and just consider just how in control God is. And yeah. Job, you know, God says that the eagle doesn't leave its nest without my word. Yeah, and it it just makes me think, kind of hearing your story and hearing you talk, it, may, it reminds me of that scripture, and it kind of just makes me get to a place of awe of just how in control and how um, and how far-seeing God really is. Yeah, sure. Um And so I appreciate you sharing that, bro. Um, Karin, do you have any, any closing questions?
2: I don't really have any more questions. I think it's been... Awesome having you, uh, on the podcast as our first guest, Yes, sir. uh, and just, just a unique story. And I, I think it's important, um, just for us to, to showcase, uh, the unique stories out there. I think sometimes it's easy to, uh, let's prop up the, the people that always, always talk on the podium at church and let's hear their stories. Uh, and we want to hear their stories too, but I, I think, you know, in God, every, we're all equal. Yeah. We all have stories. We all have yep. struggles. And we want everyone to experience it and and lay it out there. I think Jesus was really good at, you know, laying his struggles out there. When uh, he was uh, feeling down and in the dumps, um, you know, when he prayed in Gethsemane. Uh, Absolutely. And I think uh, we don't want to hide that uh, because we all struggle here and there. And uh, I appreciate you coming on here, telling us about Katrina, telling us about when you broke your leg. And you're still out here. You're still positive through it all. And you're an example to us all, man.
1: Amen, man. So as we close um, again, my name is Perry Tong. I'm joined by Karin Sarai, and our inaugural guest, Anthony County. Yes, sir. You can find our podcast on Instagram at Road Period Podcast or Road Dot Podcast. Um, and I think our hope is that we can release a new episode weekly. So. This is going to kind of close out our second episode. Thank you to all the messages and all the people reaching out after our first episode. This is this is a an opportunity for Karin and I to grow in our friendship, but also grow in our relationships with other people in God's kingdom. And it's it's really encouraging to be able to know that other people are enjoying it in the same way that we are. So, uh, we thank our listeners. We thank everybody that tunes in and thank everybody that reaches out and gives us advice and just their thoughts about how the episode impacted him. So please continue to do that. Um, But until next time, uh, this is The Road Podcast.